everyone, welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk Talent. Again, joined by Joe. Joe, hello. Hello. How are things? Good. I'm looking forward to a busy week next week. It's, I'm going to be um, off to Hamburg. Oh, nice. I hope yeah. the weather stays nice because it's starting to get a bit chilly here. Well, Hamburg will be a couple of degrees colder, and honestly, the amount of times I've flown in there and the plane is kind of going from side to side, <laughs> just pray for me, people. <laughs> Well, yeah, no, touch wood, absolutely, right? Touch wood, There's, uh, we can't have any accidents there, no, that's no, for sure. No. Um, okay, so unsurprisingly, um, I'm going to be pulling this week's task again from the Talent Diagnostic Survey okay. results, um, which I have to be honest, have proven a great source for, yeah. for podcast topics. So thank you everyone who has completed the survey because... Um, Obviously, it's the, the most important thing is it's given you you guys all great insights into your organisation and where you stand with your talent processes. Um, but for us, as we aggregate all the data up, it's given us some really, really interesting insights. Um, if you've not completed the, the diagnostic yet, um, do visit the website, letstalktalent.co.uk. Um, it's, a, it's a great survey and yeah. you get a really uh, detailed report full of um, tips and advice and where you currently uh, measured on on your processes so do do check it out um, so this week's uh, topic is around um, the EVP okay um, so my first question um, is what is an EVP so from I can give you the the big book of HR. Yeah. And the big book of HR will say an EVP is in your employee value proposition. She says, putting air quotes. <laughs> um, for me, an EVP is what it means to work here. So it's as simple it's as simple as that. And there's a congruence between what it feels like to work in your business internally and what you're saying to the external market. Yeah. And that's what an, that's what an EVP is. It's no more complicated than that. Cool. So, having then looked at um, our survey results um, yeah. today, forty-one um, percent of respondents believe their employees can't articulate their EVP. Now, does that surprise you? No, not really. I, and and the reason why I say that, um, screwing up her face, um, is. <laughs> Because I think that we bombard people in our organisations with what we think they need to know. Yeah. We don't boil it down to what's the strategy, what's the objectives, what the values, and what are the cues and clues that will make you successful in the business. We expect people to be able to you know, recite our values as if they're kind of reciting the national anthem <laughs> you know we make business strategy something that um, is only really visible at a high level and doesn't make any sense to somebody perhaps if you're in a retail business on the shop floor yeah we think that by having a recruitment website that kind of you know, has all static um, documents that people can click into is us selling our business um, so the biggest thing, it doesn't surprise me, but I think it's really scary when you think that and with the future of work, the people that are going to recommend you or you think about when you're, if you're shopping and you're trying to find something, who do you ring? You ring your friends or you ring your family. Yeah. 
if your friends and your family, which is your employees, are not doing that, and they can't sit down the pub and say, this is what it means to work in Barclays, for example, or Wagamama, or, you know, um, Densuregis, then if you can't explain it really simply to me, why would I even think about applying for a job there? Yeah, yeah, and, and do you know what? So, and then another stat I'll throw at you because you've already said you're scared, so just to make you even more scared, <laughs> um, was that only 18% are confident that the EVP flows throughout their hiring process. Well, then, for me, we're lo- we're looking at it as a process. You know, we're we're potentially. What my gut is telling me is that we're looking at recruitment as a process of how we advertise, how many interviews people are going through, what's the offer, rather than looking at it in a consumer perspective, Mm -hmm. in where are the touch points that people are going to come into our business who are, what are the channels in which that they're going to interact with us? How do we tell the story in, in different ways? Yeah. Um, that, for me, is something that becomes more of a marketing role yeah. than it does an HR role. And I think it's exciting, if you read a lot that's in the press at the moment about the merging it has been for the last five years, I think, the merging of HR and marketing, that more people in HR are coming from marketing backgrounds or communication yeah. backgrounds than pure HR. That shows me that that hasn't really hit yet. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. Who, who does it well? If anyone. Um, so I think, I think that some of the tech... Businesses do it really well. So um, I think Deliveroo does it interestingly very well. When you kind of go on to Deliveroo and you're about to order your, I don't know, your burger or your Pizza Express, whatever, or your Chinese or whatever it is, there's, there's um, on the front page of their website, there's also something about working for us. So they're linking their consumer brand. That's interesting. And their... Um, and their employee brand. Um, so you're constantly thinking, oh, well, actually, I really like their website. I really like it. You got you can go straight in it into working for them if you if you want. So they're kind of knowing that if you're interested in their brand, you might be interested in working for them. So that's I think, clever. I think that I think that I think that's super clever. Yeah. yeah. Um, whereas a lot of businesses tend to have them separately. So you you know on the um, John Lewis partnership is quite a good example of if you go on John Lewis partnership at the bottom they've got careers yeah but you have to scroll all the way down to find it so why if you're interested in working with it why wouldn't it be kind of front Prominent. and center yeah. yeah totally so again it's a case of looking at it from a, maybe um a a design perspective think about um kind of use, using user-centric design to think about where would I as a consumer where does my eye automatically go actually tends to be at the top so therefore put the things that you want people to know it's you know uh, at the top certain colors also kind of yeah. work there's a whole science I mean people get paid a fortune for this <laughs> we're not in the right business Michael <laughs> but I do think you know that may I was just going on delivery the other night just to think about what I was going to eat 
But I saw that and it just made me think, oh, that's smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, a number of organisations haven't even got an EVP in place. So what advice would you give to those organisations in terms of how they can go about developing an employee value proposition? So I'd stop calling it EVP to start with, and i just call it what it means to work here. So i just take all of the jargon out and think about how do we articulate, both internally and externally, what it means to work here. And I'd start by the, the mashup between business and values. So what's your business strategy? Where are you going inspiring people on your journey? Telling them the part that they can play and giving them insight into what it means to work for you and how you expect people to behave. And I think if you could just do those kind of two or three things, very simply you can, you know, redo your careers site or you yeah. can build it into your 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 main website. Um, but I'd start probably by those three things, but I'd also look at it from a a design perspective. So I I work with your um, your website team who design yeah and who are experts in in understanding human behaviour. And I look at it like that in parallel with the the what of you do and the how you do it. Yeah, totally. Um, and I thought it was interesting what you said earlier about uh, the importance of HR and marketing working together mm -hmm. and, and, and the fact that these days you've got a lot of people from marketing that work in HR yeah. and vice versa. Um, for for organisations where um, HR kind of, that they know they need to collaborate more with their marketing functions, but the marketing functions, um, I don't know, it could be a difficult function to maybe because they're so busy. Yeah. How, what advice could you give to try and help that collaboration between HR and marketing? Well, I think, it's, I think it's about understanding what each other's levers are. So I think if you can spend some time, so when we work, when I worked at Talk Talk, we spent a lot of time with our consumer business, understanding with their marketing team what the consumer story was, and then we pitched to them on how we could help enhance that story through the people that we were recruiting in the business. And therefore, you were sort of asking them to come on board because they had skin in the game. And that's really valuable, really valuable advice, that. Yeah, and it's, I, 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 I think it shows that, you, that you're on the journey with them rather than sort of well, yeah. give them the task and say, can you, sol can you solve this for me? In a way, you're solving it together. So it becomes, we talked about it, that, that sort of, perfect it's kind of it's the cherry on the cake isn't it yeah. it's, it's the sweet spot yeah um but but that you know that's important because otherwise it just becomes another task um and it and you'll always as hr be you know the lowest because yeah. they'll everything will always be about the external brand yeah but i suppose from a marketing perspective if 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 hr get it wrong the, 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 the adverse effect that yeah. it can have on the brand yeah. is phenomenal. Yeah. So, but but the flip side of that is you get that right, and the positivity yeah. that that gets with a brand is yeah. absolutely huge. So the importance of those two functions collaborating, I think, has never been greater. I think you're right, and if you look at the way that John Lewis Partnership have re. Really 
branded themselves. Yeah. Um, they, from what I've read, um, and I know with some know somebody who worked on some of the internal videos mm-hmm. um, and sort of an internal marketing strategy. And you know that was spent focus groups. It was real people, and it was it was a real true partnership between sort of an external marketing company coming up yeah. with a concept, and the internal marketing and HR figuring out what that meant in terms of you know the internal and external messaging. Cool, Joe. Once again, uh, run out run out of time. But um, thank you for that. Again, really valuable insights. Pleasure. Thank um, you. Once again, to, to, to listeners, uh, you know, if any, we're always on the lookout uh, for ideas and suggestions on, on topics. So, um, if you've got ideas, do please drop us a line um, or message us directly via the website, letstalktalent.co.uk. Um, thank you very much, and look forward to speaking to you on our next podcast. See you soon.